Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Did you know that half of America is single? Hollywood has never produced anything like this before. The Dating Project, a groundbreaking documentary that follows five single people, ages 18 to 40, as they search for authentic and meaningful relationships. There is no script. There are no actors. These are real people trying to find love and happiness in an age of swiping left or right. From Empower Pictures, Paulist Productions, Family Theater Productions, and Pure Flix. You can now own The Dating Project. Save the date by visiting thedatingprojectmovie.com and go a step further and help others in your circle date differently by partnering with Ascension Press. Visit shop.ascensionpress.com to acquire the companion study guide. The Dating Project movie is now available on DVD and digital download on Amazon, iTunes, and Walmart. Please visit thedatingprojectmovie.com for details. Sterling Jaquith here with the Catholic Minimalism Challenge, and this is the first week, so I just wanted to pop in and give you an update about all the amazing things that are happening in the Facebook group, especially if you are doing this challenge via email or via podcast. Um, I think that the community aspect of this is so powerful because it lets us know that we're not alone. It helps us to feel as if we're not the only ones going through our closets and getting rid of things and struggling with that. And I think one of the things that I've often felt was missing in the minimalism world are real pictures of people doing it. Um, the websites tend to have beautiful homes that are um, sparsely decorated and decorated with incredibly expensive things. Um, they don't have a lot of stuff and so I have really enjoyed seeing everyone's pictures of, I want to say, normal people's closets, um, you know, kind of filled with stuff. And then watching them get rid of a, a fourth of their stuff or a third of their stuff. And some of you are getting rid of a ton of stuff and that is amazing, but it's not picture perfect. And it feels very real as I scroll through and look at the before after pictures. And I think that that is really encouraging. And it's also been really motivating. I know, um, you know, I try to record my pictures a couple days before you. And so I'll go through and get rid of things. And then when I see your pictures, I think, oh, shoot, I probably could have done a better job. And so I've been going back and, you know, adding a, a couple more pairs of shoes or a little bit more um, of, you know, my jewelry and making sure that I'm really holding myself accountable to this philosophy of 
minimalism. Um, so first of all, just you guys rock so hard. I, I mean, I, this group has blown me away. It's far exceeded my expectations. We have more than a thousand people in this group. Um, and the participation has just been insane and I, I love it. Um, and everyone has been so kind. I don't think I've seen one snarky or rude or passive aggressive comment so far. Um, everybody's just being really genuine and kind. So I appreciate that. Um, we need more kindness in the world. Um, I've also really appreciated how many good ideas people have been sharing. So someone will post, um, you know, I have all of these Christmas cards. What do I do? And, and you can tell this person's feeling bad about having you know, beautifully handwritten cards from loved ones and throwing those in the trash. And so, you know, people will dive in and say, well, pray over those cards. Um, really enjoy them for the Christmas season. Don't just keep them through December 25th. Keep them through Epiphany and um, share them with your children or display them in interesting ways. And then, and then recycle them afterwards. And those were just such thoughtful suggestions. And there were so many. And when people ask questions, because there are so many responses, I feel like they're getting the response that they need. They may not choose to do all of the suggestions that are there, um, but they are probably finding one that's helpful for them. So everybody's just doing a great job of sharing ideas. Um, the other thing that I'm seeing a lot of is that this idea of our fantasy self is really resonating with people. And you know, I think we're really coming face to face with the idea of who we used to be versus who we are right now versus who we want to be in the future. And, you know, that's difficult for me, too. I, as I've been going through my clothes, I've been asking myself what that story is right now, because that story is very different than it was for me even two years ago. And that doesn't feel like a very long time ago. And yet my life has really drastically changed since then. Um, and so my role has changed. And so my wardrobe has changed. And it has also taught me that I don't really know what's going to happen in the future. And that's okay. I'm having more comfort in that idea. I used to want to plan really far in advance. I love having a five and a 10 year plan. And now I kind of realize that that's just not probably ever going to work for me. I mean, I could have some broad strokes ideas there, but I'm really not going to know what my family is going to be doing, you know, even even in a year from now, which is difficult for me to accept, but just a true reality. And so I can't minimalize my closet if I'm continuing to hold on to old ideas. I want to address getting other people involved because there have been some questions about that. So specifically husbands, um, some of you have had husbands who are diving right in and doing this alongside you, um, perhaps maybe wanting to do this even more than you do. And I think that that's great. That's been kind of unexpected for me uh, to see. But I think some of you have husbands that are pushing back and saying, whoa, you know, this is not my thing. I don't want to be doing this right now. And the first thing I want to address is that that's okay. You can't make somebody want to go through a life change. You can't make somebody want to lose weight. You can't make somebody want to cut back or get rid of their drinking habit. Um, you can't make somebody want to take up a hobby. Um, you can't make someone want to embrace minimalism. And so where you intersect, I think you can talk about things and be respectful of each other, but you can't force your husband to get rid of his clothes that are 20 years old. 
You just can't. You can try to appeal to his sense of rationalization and say, you know, here are some benefits, but you're probably going to tell him what you see as the benefits, perhaps not what he needs to hear are the benefits. Um, and I want to say, don't waste a lot of emotional calories on this. Just don't. Just move on and pick a different area of your house and just pray about it. Give your husband to St. Joseph and say, St. Joseph, who was probably the ultimate male minimalist, right? You can kind of picture where he lived in a very small place with just a few carpentry tools. Um, just to say, St. Joseph, I give you my husband. Pray for him and pray that he has an open heart for this concept of minimalism and that he too can learn to let go of our, our stuff and, and really our attachment to stuff so that we can be more open to fill our, our hearts and our focus with God. Um, some of you have mentioned, you know, things that people have given you, people who are living with you, um, parents who have and continue to give gifts to your children, these kind of situations. And those are emotional situations, and there's no right answer, right? There's no, like, rule book for minimalism. It's about intentionality, and it's also about those people we are called to care for each other's hearts. And so it's not appropriate to like squash your mother's self-esteem and her love for you in the name of minimalism, right? Now you can have a gentle and, and kind conversation with her and maybe steer her in a better direction. Um, but it's, it's not your job to force her into this lifestyle. Um, you can explain where you're coming from and say, you know, I really appreciate the way that you love and support us, you know, going forward, here's what we're going to keep in our home, and here are the things that we're not going to keep in our home. And you can say that in a general way that pretty much means if you give me a plastic noisy toy, I'm going to give it away without having to say that. And I tend to think in really, like, harsh, sarcastic language in my mind. Um, and so I really have to work hard to temper that when I'm speaking to someone. So it doesn't come out like, why are you doing this? You're an idiot, right? And it's not, you can't talk to people like that. That's not kind, okay? Um, and so I then tend to speak more where I'm coming from and in general terms. So I would say, you know, we're, we're working on really having fewer toys, toys that don't have a lot of pieces, and toys that really encourage reading or imagination play. And, you know, we're not holding on to toys that are that don't kind of fit those categories. So, again, I'm not telling her that I'm not going to keep her toys. Um, but really, that that is going to be the result of this philosophy that I'm I'm choosing to hold on to. So if you're dealing with people who, um, you know, are pushing back, either that live with you or that are giving you things or have that asked you to take care of things, um, pray about it, speak kindly to them, and then also just check check in with yourself. How necessary is this battle right now? The other thing I really appreciate is that so many of you have taken to heart this idea of going at your own pace. Um, people are going out of order. People are taking many days to do something that I've slated for one day. Um, and, and they're really not feeling bad about that. And so I just want to celebrate you if that's your choice because we do want to approach this as a lifestyle change. And for a lot of us, that means we have to do it in a way that we're comfortable with so that we can sustain ourselves. Um, I know that for me, I was getting excited and wanting to, after I did my closet, 
some of my jewelry was in my closet and so I wanted to hop over to my bathroom where more of my jewelry was and then when I started touching the jewelry I wanted to get into my makeup and just get rid of everything in the bathroom and I had to stop myself and say you know what if you do this a couple things are gonna happen one you're gonna get grumpy with your kids later because you spent too much time working on your own project and not enough time with them or cooking or cleaning right when I tend to do too many self-focused problems it really jams up our family flow for the rest of the day and then even though it's my fault I tend to be more short-tempered with them because of that so I know that about myself and I so I was kind of talking myself down and saying you know leave the bathroom alone today is not a good day the other thing is when I get really excited about things and I dive in I tend to burn out so I tend to do too much and then I throw up my hands in the air and I say I I can't do this I'm too tired it was too much and I don't finish so I know that about myself and that's the other reason why I'm pacing myself against this eight weeks and not taking on too much even when it's exciting and I'm in a good groove and I want to do it so I just want to say kudos to you who are um, choosing to go at your own pace I think that's a really mature way to handle this challenge and the last thing I want to mention, especially for those of you that are not part of the Facebook group, is just how powerful it is to see photo after photo after photo of people filling up large garbage bags of stuff that is leaving their house, whether they're selling it, giving it to a friend, donating it to a thrift store, or throwing it in the trash. I, I love seeing this these huge piles that are leaving people's homes um, and some of you have been through the minimalism challenge multiple times and so you're getting rid of less but I celebrate you too because your small pile um, recognizes a, a big sacrifice because you've been through this so many times and so you're kind of you're eking out that next three percent or next ten percent um, and getting rid of your things as well. So um, if you haven't seen those pictures and you're just listening to this, I want you to close your eyes and just picture a thousand people in the Facebook group getting rid of stuff and thinking, wow, I'm part of that. I'm part of this movement. I'm part of this community. And I'm part of the group of Christians that are choosing to reject what the world tells us is important and choosing to hold on to things that are more important, like our family and our faith and our peace. You know, we're choosing peace instead of the way that we project ourselves to the world, instead of this shiny image that the world tells us is really important. You know, we're choosing to hold on to ourselves from a place of real self-esteem and knowing that our value comes from Christ and that he died for us and that he loves us so much. Not our fabulous wardrobe and not our glitzy jewelry. And I just want all of you to feel like the gravity of that because it's fun to like each other's images and to cheer each other on. Um, but it is this community and this movement, I think, that's so important that we're choosing right now. I love that people are posting their own inspirational quotes. So I just want to pick two that really stood out to me, um, both from saints. So the first one is from St. Teresa of Avila. And she says, in this holy abandonment springs up that beautiful freedom of spirit, which the perfect possess. 
and in which there is found all the happiness that can be desired in this life. For in fearing nothing, and seeking and desiring nothing of all things of the world, they possess all. And so she's basically saying, we can be perfect when we have this perfect holy abandonment, and when we have freedom of spirit through the Holy Spirit. And she says, we can find happiness by fearing nothing and by desiring none of the things of the world. And that's so apropos to what we're doing right now. And then St. Basil, I like to say he's St. Basil, St. Basil. He says, when someone steals another's clothes, we call them a thief. Should we not give the same name to one who could clothe the naked and does not? The bread in your cupboard belongs to the hungry. The coat unused in your closet belongs to the one who needs it. The shoes rotting in your closet belong to the one who has no shoes. The money which you hoard up belongs to the poor. And I think many of us are in different financial situations and life situations, and not all of us can give away our stuff right now. But for those of you who can, take heart in knowing that you could change someone's life in a really big way, even though it's just a pair of shoes or just a jacket to you. And... I don't want to say that we have this obligation to do that again because I don't know where you're at in your life right now and what you've been through, but you know where you're at and you know what you're capable of and you can make that judgment call for yourself. And this challenge that St. Basil puts out, I think is really an effective way for us to kind of say, okay, why am I holding on to this and who could use it instead? And it makes it so much easier for us to let go of these things when we feel like it's actually going to someone who can use it and whose life will be changed for the better because of it. So, you know, this is a lifelong journey. Um, one person posted that this is the third time that they've done it. And like a good movie, it gets better every time because they see more and more small details and ways that they can become, um, you know, a more committed minimalist. And so remember, this is a lifelong journey for you. And this isn't the last time you're going to go through your entire house. So enjoy it now, but know that you'll probably do this again and you will enjoy it even more in the future. So thank you so much for participating and just all of the activity. I've been really enjoying seeing it all. Um, again, you can join the Facebook group if you haven't. We have an Instagram um, account. It's at Catholic Minimalism. You can also hashtag Catholic Minimalism to search and see what others are doing. And that can be a great way to view kind of the gallery of before and after pictures. So thank you for joining this challenge. Um, I appreciate it and have a wonderful and blessed day.